0: so good 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 the first one was pretty heavy man Thank you. I just actually wanted to play with this thing. Cool. Doo-doo-doo. Okay, I'm going to start. Actually, I wanted to say something about um, that, Dobby was talking about, Dobby was talking about, sorry, with um, cooperation, because I read somewhere that cooperation appears many more times in Darwin's work than competition does. And that's something the social darwinists seem to forget. So this is a book now and then that uh, was primarily um, composed in Hawaii. And so this will be a Hawaiian poem. And I was also very uh, overly influenced at the time by Robert Haas. So it'll be kind of a Robert Haasian Mm -hmm. over-the-top poem. And it also begins, oddly enough, with a little blurb by Meloge. He, he was everywhere. And it's called Natural Law. And yet I could not distinguish him, capital H, from the rhythm of my blood, says La Meloge. I, re- I read in Simon Weil how the mundane world, how in the mundane world, the real supersedes the symbolic in value. While in the supernatural world, this is reversed. Thus immersed in God, the albizia that paper the hills are eternal life, not wood for houses. But during the great earthquakes of Tokyo, people tore down the houses to sell for food enough Only for one day. And many gave up their faith when the head of the great Buddha of Todaiji toppled to the pounding earth and bounced away. I must ask you if the doves are peace, capital P, as they peck, shit, and strut, puffed with hormones in my gravel drive. Just yesterday... I read a poem by a woman who wanted her man to touch her with the gentleness of doves. Charred, hardened flank steak fibers stuck to the grill. Gray ash, burgundy wine, stains in the glasses on the counter. I can almost hear the voices again. Not the words, but the music. The ritual seduction of a room full of voices of friends and turn away. The Australian I met on the beach snorkeling tells me that schools of brilliant red fish, like flames, swarm along the outer reef. Long as this, he holds his hands apart in timeless gesture, while all around us, sun, sand, blue water, Blue sky. Ritual again. How some things never change, but never say never. And how do we know? Loaves and fishes, fisher of men. How some say it is a world of signs. Others say the signs have fled, leaving the husks of objects rotting in a black sun. Come back, come back. A five-year-old girl runs down the hard slant of sand, stands letting waves crash and feather around her ankles, turns and asks her mom, who sits on a red towel, looking over the edge of a People magazine, Where do the waves go, Mommy? As one recedes, another breaks. Well, they go on and on and on, and that is where I want to go desperately, as I leave the Australian whose name is Jake, go where the witchery has yet to begin. This morning, I found five pale violet flowers, three petals, three sepals, white ovary, in the uncut grass of my neighbor's yard, five flowers that weren't there yesterday, that had never been there before, that did not yet have a name, that dwell where heaven and earth have not yet divided. So that's a. <laughs> my, my Hawaii school. And I'm going to move through some of these poems somewhat rapidly. Actually, this one... I'm going to move... So rapidly that I'm not even going to read it at this point. But I can always come back, because we're gonna read till eleven, right? Is that right? <laughs> okay. Um I, I do have I do have a funny poem in here too. Most poetry readings that you go to the poets say lots of funny things and then they read very depressing poems, and then they say more funny things and then very depressing poems. So um this is a uh, uh I, I'm gonna read two poems about art from Dogs and Other Poems. This is a book that I wrote for a dog I had named Paca and I got the idea um at some point to write from his point of view. And so I have a series of poems in here that did that. This was one of the hardest readings I ever did in my life because I was reading for this book at Village Books and the day before I read, well, I read in the evening, during that day, I had to put Paca down. And so it was, it, I I wanted to cancel the reading, and my wife said, well, just go try, you know, and see what happens. And it turned out to be a very emotional reading. But the poem I'll read uh, about my dog in here is not that sad. So, This is called Two Men, and this is um a poem about um, two paintings at um, the National Gallery uh, After Fifi by Ed Paschke and Study for the Crucifixion by Thomas Eakins which were adjacent the show that was going on then they had uh, conceptual artists take work from their collection and um, put them adjacent to each other to kind of cause uh, people to reflect So two men. Is there more of a contrast? These two men, the Christ, head tipped into shadow, flesh pasty, arms raised to the cedar planks awaiting nails, and Fifi, leering, sensual, chin-tipped head thrust into the world, garish by nature, coiled hair of pomegranate wire. One becomes a ghost, a wafer when placed on the tongue dissolves. The other sneers, eat me at your own risk. I am virulent, beautiful disease. They both stare out at me. I will not wither. I will hang on a wall, they say. I will not fall. I will rise and rise again. And then this is called... Um, Portrait of the Artist as a Young Dog. So this is one of the dog poems. Once, as a young dog, when master was on vacation, I'm the master, by the way. I get a lot of shit in these poems, believe me. Once, as a young dog, when master was on vacation, shit accumulated in the backyard. Various, some piles mildewed, molded, some with sticks, fur needles, slivers of bone. Returning home, Master cleaned them up, scooping them into a plastic bag, muttering the entire time. It was unfortunate that Master, with his limited vision, could not see what the squirrels, crows, and gray jays saw, the piles in the yard forming a heron, Its neck cocked to strike A tiny silver fish. Then I'm going to read some um, poems from a new book called And Light, which is not out yet. And um, I was hoping to have it out at the... um, Actually, I'll start in the back. I was hoping to have this out at the end of June, but I don't think now it'll be out until the end of July, which probably means the end of August or early September. So this is called We Are the World. The lovely young woman stalled at the bus stop wears tanned Argentine cowhide wrapped snugly around her feet and sexy ankles. Her necklace Pearls torn from oysters in Java hangs loosely across the top of her breasts. Copper bracelets mined on the backs of Peruvian miners adorn her fashionably thin wrists. Egyptian cotton sewn by a 10-year-old girl in Sri Lanka falls just below her knees. Yak wool socks knitted by Uyghurs hide under her boots a white silk scarf from Punjab, India, whose creator died in a sweatshop fire half-moons across her chestnut hair. Her comb clip, Amber from Tunisia, an heirloom given to her by her mother when she left for college, catches the sun and burns. Without thinking of her mother, the girl impatiently stabs at an iPhone, Manufactured in a Chengdu factory, Warren stabs and stabs the little letters, reaching out to her newly silent boyfriend, traveling in Tuscany, and with no bus in sight, she is suddenly lost in the vast distance mm-hmm. of the day. Okay, I'm working from the back toward the front. This is a poem, uh, a book that has quite a few um, small poems, shorter poems in it. Uh, So most of the rest of the poems I'll read are are quite short. And this one's called Blue Commas for Robert Creeley. Robert Creeley was a very important poet uh, to me um, throughout my career. And I go back to him quite frequently. Blue Commas for Robert Creeley. Blue commas, red hot words. Black fluted mouth, trumpet fire. Not all, yet not all of it. Something more, something else. Um, This is actually, now I lied, because this is a longer poem called Building. And I want to say, too, that the poems in this book uh, vary enormously in style. I tend to not write in any particular style for very long, um, so you know there's many people when I was kind of learning how to write poetry that said I didn't have a voice and I wasn't I hadn't found my voice yet and I still haven't so I guess you know there's a natural sort of schizophrenia to this Boy, and I really hate doing this but speaking of finding your voice let's what? get you it. oh did I lose amplification yeah. do I have to repeat everything I could repeat it backwards. Okay, this poem is called Building. I am building a doorway to light, blasting stars in black schist. I am building a doorway into light of apostrophes, asterisks, exclamation points, innuendo. I am blasting a doorway to light, rectilinear, sharp, yet fluid as God. Paradox, we are all hammer, nail, axe, saw. I am building a doorway into light, a litany of a woman's perilous voice, etc. All history unfolds before you. I am building, dot, dot, dot. But the window is stained, stuck, staring straight at me, black eye of cyclops, I am opening into light by walking through a doorway I blasted into your smile your lovely, lovely smile. And this is called The Other Side of Time. The Indian plum are blooming at Whatcom Falls and snowflakes larger then a baby's hand drift from invisible sky. I imagine I am moving backwards through the forest at night, and the soft call of a thrush touches me, but I know it is you, my star over me. I like that poem. Um, This is a poem for Robert Sund, and actually, let me just... that a friend and I just co-edited that uh, Jim has a piece in. And this is a tribute to a poet that was considered uh, to be kind of the unofficial poet laureate of Washington State, uh, Robert Sund. We have about 37 contributors in the book and um, it's just going on sale. Uh, We'll be doing a reading at Village Books. Jim doesn't know about it yet, um, on July 14th at seven o'clock, which is a Thursday night, so if you can check it out, it should be it should be a good time. So this is called Two Eagles for Robert Sund. Two eagles circling above Hagen's parking lot, looking for really tiny cars. I I had to immortalize Hagen's before Albertsons took him over. Um, This is called Mist. The fur disappear in mist and thus are kissed, are almost gone, but for the black echo of a crow gliding out. So I think it was you that once said small poems are the best, short poems are the best. Is that right? Yeah. Still, still go by that? Okay. I ask, this is called fish. I ask the old man where the fish are. Right here, he says, pointing at the hard, dusty ground. You have to dig down far, far down to the pure cold water. Gets kind of awkward with all these little sticky things here. The New Land. After hours of heavy rain, the sun breaks miraculous, scouring us with its brilliance, leaving us as tendrils, dripping and naked in a new land. I think that's something we've all experienced. The blue hour, outside the blue hour has arrived, and the wayward birds straighten their path home. What I fear. What I fear is hidden by the dark, but what I fear most is hidden by the light. And this is a poem for Alan uh, Frost, a, a friend of mine and a, and a great poet, and also the co editor of, of that book. Is this thing still on? Okay. I'm not leaning forward enough. Right? Okay. Home for Alan Drops of rain, teardrops, cottonwood leaf, big yellow heart. I stick my hand into its pocket and pull out a new day, along with some lint, which I stuff in my pillow, where the new night sleeps. And unless anybody demands that I read more, I'll finish with this poem, which is actually the first poem of the book, uh, called Poem for David Taylor. And David Taylor is a dear friend of mine, who's a poet in Portland, um, and uh, we We've known each other since, I think, the late 60s and have written poems for each other over the years. Uh, Home for David Taylor. The moon is an opalescent shell a child picks up and puts to her ear and hears the end and beginning of time roaring through her mind. Thank you all very much. Okay, here's here's a poem about uh, this is uh, called at Harrison Hot Springs um, after Issa. Issa was a wonderful Japanese poet who led a very tragic life, and um, at my worst I, days, I actually can't even compare myself to Issa at all. So I feel a lot better because I mean he hit it really bad, um, and also as as one gets older as a male, one appreciates enormously the attentions, however momentary and superficial as they might be, of beautiful young women. At Harrison Hot Springs, after Issa. In the elevator, a young woman, her quick smile glint of teeth like stars in liquid night. She shakes back her hair So hot, I say, fanning my face. Yes, she says then, silent. The door finally opens. Stepping off, she says, But so marvelous outside, the stars. The door closes. The stars, so much older even than I. And I'll I'll read one more, called Geology. And these are for sale, by the way, back on that table, so, and I'll sign them um, free. Um, So feel free. Actually, I should say, too, that um, my son, he's a musician in New York, he's a jazz musician, and he had a, a concert tonight for a new CD he has. Uh, put out at um, small's jazz club and so I bet him that I would sell more books than he would sell CDs. And <laughs> so you guys west coasters, you gotta you gotta go for it here. Small? Yeah Small's. yeah i never afraid I night. never been afraid. I never been 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 I never been